In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... one person. Coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Sup Daily Corona Cast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Elise Morales. And the Corona Cast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID 19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Hi, Sammy. How are you doing? <laughs> it's good to see your face. It uh, is. <laughs> Never taking it for granted again. I know. Um, we were we were just talking offline, but going into week two of this thing is a whole other animal. It's bleak. I think that yesterday there was a lot of like, oh, we're doing this. It's Monday and it's mm-hmm. Monday of you can't leave your house and it's pouring rain. Yeah, for those of you who don't live in New, New York, York, it was pouring yesterday and it affected my my little walk that I take myself on. Yeah, it's crazy how like the simple things have mm-hmm. really just taken on a whole new meaning. Like yeah. Avi's in the other room and he's playing bird chirping sounds through Alexa. <laughs> I feel like we, I, I think someone was saying to this to me on Twitter because I was talking about how like I get three walks a day like a dog now, but yeah. it's like, we're all living like a dog's life. Like I'm just in the house. I'm so excited to see people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so happy to go outside. I'm like, it's outside time. Yeah, it's so true. It's yeah, really the simple things. Nothing like a little just walk, looking mm-hmm. at the sunshine out the window. It's like. Thank God it's sunny today. If it had been two days of pouring rain, I think I would have really gone to the other side. Like I would have given myself to the darkness. (laughs) I hate to tell you that the forecast for the weekend as of now, it could change, Mm -hmm. is rain. Well, watch this space. Follow me at Pandalise. You might see a live sort of deterioration, a live breakdown, a live live mental deterioration. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of breakdowns, yes, we are here to break down today's big headlines. (laughs) That was an amazing segue. I loved it. It worked. (laughs) Um, So I can, I'll kick us off with a a little update. Um, So as of midday today, as we're recording this on March 24th, there were close to 44,000 known cases of coronavirus in the United States and at least 543 deaths. The U.S. saw its deadliest day yet in the coronavirus fight yesterday with 100 new recorded deaths. And this comes as Congress is still trying to negotiate a nearly $2 trillion stimulus package. Um, it was, They were hoping to have it move forward over the weekend, but um, the Democrats actually held it up because they, there's kind of a sticking point which remains over whether to donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to big businesses without conditions. So basically Democrats are saying like, we need to put restrictions on this money so that I think the main concern is that businesses will use it to buy back their stocks and not use it to like keep people employed or maintain their health insurance or 
I mean, that concern is not completely unfounded, given that that's what they did with Trump's tax cut. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's and what they did in 2008. Like, right. Exactly. Like we've bailed out these industries before and they have used the money to give themselves bonuses and stuff. Like Maybe the industry should have just foregone one of those avocado toasts and saved <laughs> money for a rainy day. <laughs> you know, you're supposed yeah. to have three months worth of your salary in so, the bank companies. And it's, I mean, it's not an unfounded concern. So Democrats held up the bill over the weekend over trying to get more restrictions put in place on that and also to get more protections for workers. Um, And then as of this morning, they were still negotiating that, though they're supposedly closer to a deal. They've been working again with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin is working on all these bills because Trump can't do it. Yeah, Trump clearly can't wrap his mind around what's going on. And we should talk about the press conferences at some point. But let's just keep going with the hard news. Um, Yeah, but it's just interesting to me that the deal-making president isn't even involved in any of these deals because he can't, like, he can't do them. He's not able. Um, Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. So uh, I'll actually, I'll pop in with beep, 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 beep. It's British news. <laughs> it's British news. Uh, you can. This <laughs> <laughs> is my favorite thing that you do. So you can get away. <laughs> UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has finally sent the UK into lockdown to curb the spread of coronavirus. At this point, more than 1.5 billion people globally have been asked to stay home. So the UK was kind of like holding out on this, whereas like all of these other European countries have gone into lockdown. Obviously, Italy's been in lockdown, but Spain, France, Germany, they're all locked down. Well, they were pursuing a strategy of herd immunity, which is like they thought that they could control the number of infections mm-hmm. so that eventually like enough people would be infected but be asymptomatic or not, you know, have severe a severe version of the virus, which is starting to feel like it's a roulette, a game yeah. of roulette, whether you get a mild or none or severe. Yeah, that so, feels like island mentality to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no, we can figure it out here and it's like girl no right you can't they were they were trying that and then i think they realized that their hospitals because it is so contagious um like three times as contagious as the flu i think they realized that it would be not possible for their healthcare system to cover it so they went back on that and decided to lock down doesn't boris johnson want to defund 
fund a lot of their healthcare system. So it's just like, I mean, I mean, he's British Trump. So it, in the sense of that, what he's doing makes sense. But yeah, I mean, that is definitely part of it. He wants to sell it <laughs> for parts um, to companies. Also, what are they going to do about Brexit? Like, who's working on Brexit right now? <laughs> I don't know. Every time we think Brexit is up, somebody slaps her back down. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, every time we think she's down, somebody she brings up. her back up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Brexit will never die. Um, I know. Okay, so all of this comes with a background that Trump all these reports are coming out now that Trump is growing frustrated with the economic impact of the containment effort. And at an absolutely bonkers press conference yesterday, one of the top most insane ones that he's done, which is a, it's a, that's a tough They're getting ranking. hard to rank. Yes. Like I'm like about to one do- normal one last week, like semi-normal. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was Wednesday. And then ever since it's just been like a decline of, sanity. Yeah, I I'm about to do an article for betches.com about uh, that ranks um the worst people in Netflix's Tiger King. Like who do we actually think is the worst? And this it's a similar ranking and that is very hard. Um it's I can't wait hard. to watch Tiger King. Oh. Maybe tonight. I can't recommend it highly enough. Great. It's, <laughs> it's really quite good. Um but so Trump is growing frustrated and he signaled yesterday that he wants to basically open the economy back up sooner rather than later. He'd actually, he made it pretty clear that he'd actually like to like adjust even like the eight week waiting period. Um, This, it goes against the advice of literally every (laughs) medical professional. And when asked at the press conference, if doctors endorsed his perspective on this, he said, they don't not agree with me. (laughs) Wow, a stunning endorsement of your idea. Yes. And also, Fauci wasn't at that one yesterday. Yeah, I think he's mad. At least that's what I'm, the rumors are that Trump is mad because Fauci is so popular. And also, he's been giving interviews where the messaging is less than on Trump's page. Um, he yes. did this interview with Science Magazine where he's like, I'm trying my best. I can't really help what's going on. Um, it just, And he he's hamstrung. It's it really is going to show that it kind of sucks to have the pettiest person in the world be president because he's not able to make decisions, but he's, he associates his self-worth with the economy. So now anything that's going wrong with the economy is a reflection on him. So he can't make decisions about the health and safety of Americans because of it. Now we don't even get to have our, our beautiful little Fauci. We can't even have him who makes us feel better and actually knows something because Trump doesn't, like that we like him and he's completely made himself not credible so now that we have this credible person he can't like handle the competition well you see how how fauci is resisted trying to be that person because he knew like we've seen this before it's not like we haven't seen trump like trump cycle through advisors and and people and the way he treats them but just speaking to this issue for a second it's ridiculous that he thinks that he's this isn't like the 2008 crisis or a normal recession like due to you know some other some other thing the fact is that until you make this pandemic until they actually mitigate the pandemic the reason the economy is bad is because people are afraid to go outside so even if you say oh open the restaurants open the movie theaters then you just have a bunch of restaurants and movie theaters 
having to pay their full operating costs right. and no one's going to them. Right. So you're it's actually, like, no one's like, you can't just like tell people we're open for business if no one's gonna, there's no demand. Exactly. It's like, the only thing that reopening too early would accomplish is to make sure more people get sick because yeah, some more people would go out and spread the virus around and get sick. Like people yep. would do their spring break, whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> if against- I get Corona, I get Corona. Exactly. But there would still be thousands of people who aren't doing that. And all of these businesses would still not be like, operating at full capacity so we would just it would just be the worst of both worlds which is that like the economy is crashing and everyone's spreading coronavirus and you would think he would learn because every time he he goes out and like makes a statement the market plummets futures go up but like what does that even mean the market itself goes down well again it's like all of this is fucking with his ego because it like it's all going to show how like not credible as a person he is and how like not respected he is that like when he goes out and tries to make reassurances, the markets crash because no one believes anything he says. And that's why like he can't focus on doing anything properly because he's only focused on himself and his own reputation and how this makes him look. Well, I would argue that this is actually the perfect crisis for him, not perfect for him, Mm -hmm. but perfect for us looking at him because it's the one type of crisis that you can't like, propagandize you can't like deny that this is happening because people are not in their workplaces they're stuck in their houses they are afraid to go to the grocery store so you can't he can't be like it's not like a a foreign war where it's like it's going great and everyone secretly knows it's not going great but no one can feel that in their lives everyone feels this acutely in their lives so like he can say whatever he wants but like i know i'm stuck in my house so exactly exactly and like Yes, he's obviously trying to institute sort of like a racist tactic by being like Chinese coronavirus and he's trying to do his dog whistles there. And like that is working with some people and that fucking sucks and I hate that. But it's also like he can't, it's never going to be that effective. It's not, I question it's, how much that'll matter when people's like, pa- like family members have coronavirus. They're like, do you think they're going to be like China? Like, China's they're they're worried about themselves because once it hits you it hits you and you can't listen to the leader and we'll get to a story actually um about about this that yeah, speaks so let to me this. just yeah. um finish up our our sort of world roundup so speaking of China China will actually be lifting restrictions on travel in Huaibei province this week and releasing people to travel out of Wuhan early next month because According to them, they have gotten this virus under control. They had no new infections for a couple of days. It's actually all of the new infections were people who traveled to other parts of the world and came into China, which is like kind of ironic. Yeah. And then the biggest world news, of course, is that the International Olympic Committee announced today that it will postpone Tokyo's Summer Olympics by one year. They will now take place in 2021. Um, I mean, I remember literally yesterday I read an article that was like, they're trying to figure out if we're going to have the Olympics. And I was like, I mean, we're, I'll make the decision right now. We're not, we're not the Olympics. That was just ridiculous. I just think it took them like a minute, but like, we know they're not having I mean, obviously so much goes into planning it. And I do feel bad for the athletes because like the window that you're able to compete in the Olympics literally can be one year. It's so teeny tiny. So I understand that that sucks. And there's, I mean, 
there's so much to go into canceling the Olympics, but it obviously had to happen. Canada dropped out yesterday, and then I they were just like, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry about it. But (laughs) and then Australia dropped out. And then it's like now everyone's dropping out, so you can't go. But this is the fourth time they've ever postponed the modern Olympics. I'm not talking about I don't know what happened in the Greek Olympics. (laughs) The Greek Olympics, I don't know, but the modern Olympics, uh, they've only postponed them four times. And this is the only time it's been done in peacetime. All the other postponements were in World Wars One and Two. So yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, this is obviously a huge world event that we're experiencing. Yeah, unprecedented. The, I'm hoping it's the worst one we ever have to endure. I would. I'll knock on wood to that. <laughs> Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So speaking of Trump's press conferences, one of the big highlights is that he loves to tout miracle drugs. He's like a child looking for a magic pill. Um, so he continues to insist that an experimental drug will help treat treat the virus. The drugs he's pushing are chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine, which are malaria drugs. Um, and they've, they've seen, you know, anecdotal evidence that this has helped people. Um, and it's been shown in labs to be effective against severe acute respiratory syndrome coronaviruses, including SARS, uh, including this particular SARS strain. Mm-hmm. Um, but they use those drugs for other reasons. Like people take that on a regular yeah. basis for other other things. For example, people who have who have rheumatoid arthritis or lupus need to take it regularly. So now he's causing shortages of uh, that drug because of his touting it on TV like a huckster. Um, and then some some doctors are prescribing it just as like a oh just in case you will need it. Um, all this has led to a shortage. However, people who aren't necessarily prescribed or sure that they should be taking chloroquine. It's not like, oh, you can just like take it and it's an Advil. It's actually like a pretty big deal and they can have really big side effects like cardiac arrest. Um, and here we have a story of an Arizona couple who 
both took chloroquine that they found in their houses, in their house. Um, they were in their 60s. They took chloroquine phosphate, which is an additive commonly used at aquariums to clean fish tanks. But they Ugh. found it in their house and they were like, oh, this is what Trump was talking about. Let's take it. Um, the, the, the husband passed away from this and the woman, the, the wife is in the hospital, like in the ICU because of it. So insane. And so, yeah. So these people took what he said. One of them passed away. One of them was in severe critical condition. So it's not a, something that you should just be taking or, or prescribing randomly and definitely shouldn't be taken under like without a doctor. Um, but they are actually using it to potentially treat the drug, you know, while they're monitoring it, like in a safe way. Yeah. So New York State is doing a trial beginning today, and they procured 70,000 doses of hydroxychloroquine and 750,000 doses of chloroquine, and they're going to use them and see if it works. But it's not like haphazard the way they're doing it. I know. And it's it's really sad because with this couple, it's like, Clearly, they're just an older couple who like the president and think that they can trust things that he says. And like, as crazy as that seems, as crazy as it seems to me to <laughs> eat aquarium cleaner that you found in your house because Trump tweeted about it, he's the president. And it shows how people see him, that some exactly. people still see like the president instead they, of what we see, which is that. Pay, uh, like someone who should be in an insane asylum and people don't understand like this these different medical like terms so they don't understand that like the chloroquine that's in your that you found in your house is not the same as what your doctor is going to prescribe you in like form or function at all yeah and so like it's just it's so crazy that we have a president who like gives dangerous information out to the people it's it's wild because he wants people to feel like, oh, soon we'll have a treatment for it. And yes, it is true that there are potential treatments that they are exploring, but like you can't just randomly procure these treatments. Like it's just well, absurd. It's, it's like what was going on for weeks before this, which he's like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Now he's like, we have a treatment. We're going to open up the businesses. It's fine. Like he's just grandstanding again to try to make this not seem as bad as it is like he's gonna con until his last dying breath mm -hmm. that's the truth i know you need the 25th amendment through. okay so let's just go quickly into a story from the washington post that came out this weekend basically yes. showing that this could have easily been prevented um and yes. that there were serious warning signs about this Okay, so the Washington Post over the weekend published a story about early reports in the United States that had indicated the coronavirus was going to hit us and it was going to hit us hard and we needed to prepare. Um, in case you guys haven't been up on your daily Corona casts, uh, that's not what happened. So <laughs> the narrator, piece. they didn't prepare. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, looking directly into my webcam. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the piece is titled, The System Was Blinking Red, and it explains how Trump downplayed the coronavirus threat even as he was getting increasingly dire warnings about how bad that it could be. And the big takeaway quote is, Donald Trump may not have been expecting this, but a lot of other people in the government were. They just couldn't get him to do anything about it, which is from a U.S. official who spoke to the Post, and they said the system was blinking red, basically. 
Um, officials had warned that China was likely downplaying the outbreak. This was earlier. Um, officials had basically warned that they were like, the Chinese are probably downplaying this. We should definitely take it more seriously than it appears day to day. But Trump did not heed that warning. Uh, early reports had suggested that this would be a global pandemic, which it is. Uh, that would take countless which lives. Which came true. Which it's doing. Uh, and by late February, Trump was already getting information on how bad the virus was in daily intelligence briefings. So, like, he was being told every day. <laughs> like, someone every day was showing up to his office and being like, hey, by the way, this is really, really bad. It wasn't uh, affecting the stock market, which is the only number he clearly cares about. That was the it's only... random... That was the number. only thing that has gotten him to behave in any way, shape, or form in a serious manner. Obviously, he's not doing, like, he's not meeting the standard of what a president should be doing at all, but only the stock market crashing got him to even approach, approach the, begin to approach the line. Um, so Trump took none of these warnings seriously. When Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar tried to get in touch with him on January 18th to start planning a response... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm just reading this off of our, our sheet. Uh, Trump yelled at him about vaping <laughs> and asked when flavored vapes could be sold again. Mom, so, I want to vape. Ma- <laughs> the kids so, are saying, Mom, I want to vape. vape. What, why, are we, why are we planning for this virus when we need to be talking about vaping? <laughs> I mean, his fr- a lot of his friends in the vaping industry have been asking... So he, you know, he it's had a all he cares about. Clearly, earlier that morning, <laughs> Mr. A- Jewel called him and was like, when are we going to get flavored vapes again? And yeah. now that's the only thing that's on his mind. So as early as the beginning of February, advisors were telling Trump they didn't think America had enough tests. We still don't. Um, Trump didn't want to do much because he actually likes Xi Jinping and wa- and didn't want to believe that Xi Jinping would not be giving him reliable information, which is so funny because now he's like basically helping spread conspiracy theories that Xi Jinping like made coronavirus. So it's just like China is he like the, his friends. China's like the apex of state censorship. He thinks Xi Jinping is going to be above board. Like what it's, is he talking about? It's, it's, it's crazy. And then when a senior CDC official in late February said publicly that the virus could start to seriously disrupt American lives, Trump again got mad and said she, that this person was scaring the stock market and complained to Alex Azar. And he really, only again started to take it seriously when the stock market plunged uh and doctors burks and fauci showed him models suggesting a serious u.s spread so someone showed him a picture and finally he sort of got into his brain all you have to do is show the dow just going plummeting down exactly it has to like you have to show him yeah like an arrow pointing down that's red and he'll be like okay I understand Fine. that. <laughs> Did you see the story that he actually sent Kim Jong-un a letter offering North Korea help with the crisis? Amazing. It's like, bitch, we're right here. We need we help. Don't, we don't have anything. They should help us. They could yeah. probably, You know, North Korea could whip up some masks in a second. Yeah, no one's allowed into North Korea. Yeah. There's no way they have coronavirus. They're like, they're on. Honestly, they should be helping us. Yeah. Can you send us masks and medical equipment? Yeah, it's true. Okay, let's get to some good news to close out the podcast. I love this. I love that we're doing this. Me too. I think it's necessary. 
so we have a few submissions. One person said that they got 500 milligrams of THC edibles for the price of 200. That's pretty exciting. That is exciting. And I would love to know more about where they got that. We can do, I'll, yeah. I'll ask them offline, but yeah. <laughs> uh, another listener says that she is talking to this guy I'm really into and it's going very well. Wow. Love in the a time corona, of Corona. <laughs> a Corona relationship, a Corona know, couple I know, blossoming. I know a couple of friends who are trying to make like a relationship that started like maybe a week or two before Corona work through quarantine and hats off to all of you who are yeah. doing that. Heroes. Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> the true heroes, people yeah. who are trying to make it work on Corona. Yeah. It's optimism. It's hope. Yeah. Okay. And our last one is someone says, my floral social media is blossoming. I love sharing positive, fun flower posts. I agree with you. I love seeing posts of like beautiful places in the world that yes. I can maybe go to one day when this is all yeah. over. Well, uh, part of not to trigger you, but part of planning a wedding, following a lot of florists. Yes, and, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that has made my feed nicer. Like I like yes. following a lot of florists. I agree. And if you want to hear more details on my wedding planning, listen to Diet Starts tomorrow this yes. Sunday. I'll be giving an update. The update oh, I'm is excited. Yeah. I listened to your whole first breakdown of everything. So oh, I'm it's been. It's been a road of up and yeah, we'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> Until the end of coronavirus, I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Elise Morales. And this has been the SUP Daily Coronacast. The Betches SUP Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The SUP is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SUP at Betches.com. Betches.